Hey, want to learn about the latest trends in digital marketing? In today's connected world, information is plentiful and always changing. It's difficult to keep up. Each week, we bring you the latest digital marketing news in easy, digestible format. Say goodbye to hours of research and learn everything you need to know right here. You are listening to This Week in Marketing. everyone welcome to this week in marketing show also known as the twim show i'm your host sajid islam and today i'll be going over the notable news and updates in the digital marketing space from the week of august 10 2020 so first of all we are going to start off with facebook uh, facebook has launched uh, paid online events what they basically means is that now you can you know not only advertise your or share about your events online on facebook pages but you can also collect payments on that right and there are some qualifications to get access to that you know there are as always with facebook you know you have to go through and meet certain criteria there are some rules and what facebook is saying that you know if you do this transaction if someone is doing transactions on the web from a browser then obviously you will get 100% of the cut the revenue and if you if someone is uh you know if someone is uh, opting for your events from their iOS or Android app then you're going to get 70% off it because of the 30% app store tax they're calling it app store tax uh, that you know the Apple or Google is going to apply to it and so you're going to reduce money so now where i'm going with this and what i'm trying to share with you is that look should you use this Maybe, maybe not. You know, like I've always covered on on my show that, you know, this is something Facebook is a double-edged sword. And why do I, what do I mean by that? Again, I will cover it uh, for the nth time. It's like, this is great. You know, it gives you distribution, that it gives you access to user. Facebook has over about 2 billion users now. So it gives you all this stuff. But the thing with Facebook is like, they have all this list of criteria. I mean, they launched it on August 14th. Today is the 16th. So about two days ago, they launched it in, in the US and 19 other countries. Now, so where I'm going with this is like, you know, what happens if your Facebook profile has been deactivated, right? You are again you are again, you know, banking on only Facebook. Maybe this would be an added channel for you, but not the only channel. Keep that in mind, right? You know, Facebook, and again, you know, one of the requirements I looked at it is like, you have to have authentic content. I mean, obviously, if you're doing, if you're a creator, you're doing something like, for example, you're doing yoga or cooking classes, that's authentic content. But there are other rules and things, you know, you have to, you know, uh, jump and dance around. But it's, Nevertheless, it's essential to see where Facebook is going from a business perspective, right? They realize they have the user base. People, users are always going to Eventbrite and all this third-party ticketing platform to you know get collect payments and things like that. Facebook is like, hey, why should we lose out on this thing? Even though Facebook is saying you can keep 100% of the revenue if you do it on the web for now, I think, I believe in the future when they have enough momentum and traction, they're going to also, you know, claw into it. And that's one of the reasons, you know, Facebook is against the 30% app store tax, which from Google and Apple, because if they're taking 30% and Facebook takes 10%, that's 40%, right? So Facebook doesn't really have any room to actually make money out of this unless they kind of fight of Apple and Google and figure out, you know, if they can reduce the 30% down to 20%, then Facebook can take 10%, that's 30%, and you still get to keep 70%. I know it's all math and I'm probably uh, talking too fast, but in a sense, right now you have one, another channel to advertise your event. Now, whether do you need to pay to get the rich, that's a different thing. We'll figure it out on the next, another show. 
with that let's move on to the next one right the next update is like you know facebook has updated uh, page follow settings which uh, allows you to control what you see previously you know we could just follow a page and that's about it right now users can when i go to go follow a page i could say i just want to see post highlights videos live videos offer things like that that basically see means you know now i just don't have to say follow a page and then everything else is going to show up in my news feed like for example, if you're following our show or if you go to our page, you could choose any of these options, right? And figure it out. Again, this also creates a challenge for a small business. Now we gotta uh, we gotta figure out what where do we push what, right? There's a lot of strategy and things going on, and you know I hear that Facebook is also working on a new business page design, which basically is going to remove the like counts entirely because that doesn't make any sense with this new option that they're doing. What they're gonna do is follower count. Right. Uh, with that, uh, I believe it's going to be how many followers you have. And again, you know, with Facebook, they keep they're constantly changing their things because they're tra- tweaking things to figure out, you know, what's going to be more, uh, you know, valuable to their business and how can them keep users engaged uh, with the follower count. Maybe I like it to some extent because, you know, a like is a really crappy count. Now, how are they going to ca- calculate follower it remains to be seen. But nevertheless, I think, you know, I like it because, you know, now users, uh, businesses can, uh, sorry, user can decide, hey, I just want to follow posts. I just want to see videos or I just want to be informed of a live video. So, guys, you have to figure out, folks, you have to figure out what your content strategy is going to be on Facebook. Um, With that, let's move on to the next one. The next one is not so much, but again, it is because uh, there are messages underneath it is that, you know, Facebook has removed over 1000 ad targeting options and they're claiming it is due to low uh, ad u- low usage. Now, is it because and the targetings are like multicultural affinity segments, uh, you know, so basically now they're saying, hey, you don't want to use multicultural affinity, uh, instead use uh, language you know, use target people using language or culture. Uh, also, they're, you know, combining target options which represents military bases or regiments and saying, you know, we can reach audiences by targeting people who are interested in military. Now, why they're removing, they're saying that, you know, hey, uh, people are not using this many, all these options, so it's just not being used. Or is it because they realize that these are options that could be used to do some bad stuff and we just remove it before anyone else does and they're not going to say that, hey, these were options that could be done, that you could have done bad stuff with it. Uh, And now if you do not know what bad stuff I'm referring to, I'm giving an example. One of the examples was where people have used Facebook to um, show certain homes to certain you know, demographic people, like, you know, and that was a big no-no in the U.S. because it uh, it, uh, it basically fosters, it basically gives uh, discrimination, housing discrimination. It basically allows housing discrimination, which is an illegal thing in the U.S. And that was, I believe, in the 2016 or 2017. That's when kind of that came out in the news. So Facebook is doing it. Uh, but the one thing you need to remember and you need to do is that Facebook is removing some thousand thousand plus ad op targeting options and they're claiming it to be uh, due to low usage. With that, let's go on to the next one is Facebook is testing new insights and metrics for individual posts in groups. Uh, that's a, you know, that's kind of an interesting point. What that basically means is that group 
Facebook groups remain their more uh, focus point. And, you know, they basically they realize people crave privacy. They don't want to really post a lot of their thoughts into publicly. They would rather go into these private groups and discuss about it. And if you're following our show, you know, you would probably know that, you know, about a few shows back, I covered, like, you know, how Facebook has allowed, like, you know, certain group privacies cannot be changed. Um, the way you could go from public to private, but private to public, I don't think it allows that anymore just because of the, you know, security nature. Because if they allow that then basically you could be opening pouring your hearts out in about us an issue that you're probably very passionate about and being very vulnerable within your community then if suddenly if that group become public then everyone can see what you have thought about it right again it's not that i'm talking about you know we are this is our update about how they are you know uh, going to calculate your engagements, but this is going to be beyond uh, the usual engagements that we are. Um, uh, they are currently allowing you to tr- uh, allowing you to track uh, as a group admin. Uh, you know, in terms of um, you know other stuff, your your someone your mem your um, member of the group is engaging with the content and now who's a member of a group that facebook is quote unquote a member is considered active if at the time of the post if they have viewed the group content in the group or in the news feed in the past 28 days so that's a very loosey goosey way of saying who is an active member of the group but you know that's good for information for you to know if you see like you know i have x amount of active member and you do not know what that is all about you know that you know they are basically counted in if someone's like you know just viewed your group content or they basically your group content showed up in the um, in your news feed and they just scroll past it right they didn't they don't have to necessarily engage with it so that gives you a metric to focus on you know uh, in terms of what what's happening if you're a group owner uh, it helps you to a certain extent and you know you use it the way you want to do uh, let's move on Okay, next up we have Instagram is making a big push to clean up their platform, right? Uh, Basically, they're trying to remove bots and they are, you know, they announced some of the ways they are going to uh, clean it all up. They're basically, uh, you know, they're going to see a, they're saying they've trained their platform quote-unquote AI slash machine language to see a pattern of potential inauthentic behavior. And if they see something, they're going to prompt the people behind the accounts to confirm their information so that they can figure out who is more... uh, who is really the person behind the account, which may basically mean that you may have to upload your identity card or driver's license card, things like that. And, you know, Instagram actually went... Well, Instagram, aka Facebook, went... A, little bit beyond that and they're saying you know they're gonna do uh user various data points to figure out you know if the account needs to be flagged or not right uh so what this uh and um, what this basically means is that they're gonna see if your account 
is uh, for example if our account is based in the US and if we have a lot of followers from say other locations or if I am lo- logging if our US account but I'm logging in from different locations uh, at given time Facebook is gonna basically uh, think that's an inauthentic behavior because you know obviously people don't travel as much anymore uh, again I'm joking here uh, so Facebook has Facebook's way uh, again this is their way of uh, to collect data and figure things out and slowly clean up their platform over a period of 6, 12, and 18 months, right? Over time, they will keep flagging people and say, hey, pub. so this is way, because if they can uh, really clean up their platform and have authentic users, that gives them more power. But uh, what's, uh, you know, what's really um, interesting for you to know is that, you know, that way they're going to clean up this uh, uh, Instagram platform and they're saying, you know, they will, if you have to, when you have to upload your ID to verify your account, uh, to basically, they will keep your information for 30 days uh, during the review process. And after that, they will delete this information. Uh, But, you know, if we all know, can we really trust this platform to delete? Oh, they will be like, hey, guys, sorry, we have... um, you know, forgotten to clean it up. So it's there, but we will do it now. I'm not being like, you know, really uh, sarcastic here. I'm being sarcastic just because the way these platforms have always worked. But, you know, guys, you now know that, you know, this is coming in. So if your account's like blocked or, I mean, Facebook is saying they're not going to block your account. If you don't verify information, they're just going to reduce your reach. But for some reason, if you see your uh, reach has tanked or if you see that, you know, uh, you cannot access your account, you now you know what happening is basically Instagram is um, Instagram. Okay, Facebook is just cleaning up their platform. Okay, so that's all from Instagram. Let's move on to the next one, which is our from our friend at TikTok, right? TikTok's like the, uh, you know, new kid in the blog that's been in the news. President Trump says, you know, he's going to ban TikTok if they don't get a deal in 45 days with Microsoft. And again, I hear uh, there are stuff uh, going on in terms of uh, TikTok um, being acquired not just Microsoft. My sources tells me that, you know, uh, that, you know, even Amazon is in the game right now. Amazon is trying to buy TikTok. Uh, TikTok has already discussed another, had a meeting with Twitter to see, you know, if their TikTok and Twitter partnerships or uh, thing really plays any, uh, works out or not. But we'll see that. But this update is that TikTok is inking, uh, has signed up a three-year deal with New York Yankees. So why am I covering this here is that, you know, TikTok, while there is a lot of talk about being banned, TikTok is not really focusing on that. It's just chugging along and moving forward and, you know, inking all this partnership, knowing that, you know, this whole ban thing is not going to affect have is not going to take into effect, right? So TikTok is not like you know really dwelling on trying to play defensive. They're playing very offensive and just going in and you know signing, uh, uh, um, you know this deal with New York Yankees. Now who's who wins out of this is New York Yankees because you know they're basically TikTok uh, when they say you know they're basically deal. TikTok is pay, paying New York Yankees about ten million dollars uh, to because uh, get uh, for three years. To in exchange for promotional spots, including signage at the Yankee Stadium. So, but keep that in mind, right? That's something you know that should, as a you know, 
as a business owner or as a marketing person, it kind of shows that TikTok is really being very bullish, uh, going on offensive, signing up all these deals because knowing that they're going to come around, come out of this whole ban thing on the other end and basically come out stronger. With that, the one other thing that I would like to, uh, you know, cover on TikTok is like, you know, TikTok uh, has seems like, you know, they're launching the TikTok certification platform, uh, just how Facebook has the Facebook uh, blueprint certification. And if you can access it, then and if you can get certified, it's, it's not available to everyone. Um, and but, you know, if you can get certified, then you will have this uh, TikTok um, badge. And that says you're a TikTok pro and that will probably help you for your business, right, as an agency. So now, uh, you know, because uh, where this is all going is like the URL for the signup URL is actually ends with .co.uk. It's not a .com. That kind of tells me like it's probably open only for the UK platform. Uh, but, you know, if you really want to check it out, go ahead and go to, I'm trying to see if I have the link saved up somewhere here or not. I don't, but I will go ahead and put it in the show notes. Uh, it's, I think, tiktoktutorials.co.uk. And I tried tiktoktutorials.com and it didn't really work out. Uh, tiktoktutorials.co.uk is the one where you could actually sign up and see if you're eligible to basically participate in the uh, TikTok um, certification or not. In other news, uh, TikTok has actually announced the first recipients of its fun- the new creator funds. Uh, and with that, we also re- found out some of the details in terms of who is eligible and who's not eligible of this creator fund. So TikTok is saying you must be 18 years old or older. You have to post content in line with community guidelines and have at least 10,000 followers and have 10,000 video views from the last 30 days. So folks, if you are watching it and you are thinking, you know, hey, I want to tap into this TikTok creator fund, now you know the guidelines, right? You have to be 18 or above. Uh, you have to post content with line with TikTok guidelines and have to ha- need to have at least 10,000 followers. And we all know t- it's easy to get followers on TikTok, have 10,000 video views from the last 30 days. It's quite an easy thing. Uh, and TikTok is marketing this fund as a way to uplift creators of all sizes and backgrounds. So if you are if you're sitting on the fence and thinking if you should uh, jump into the TikTok fray or not or tap into this fund or not, I would say just go ahead before everyone else finds out. And then there's a big rush and the you know the the bars are set much higher, right? It's better to be first in line than to be in the middle of the last in line. Moving on, uh, the uh, in other news, while we are on the uh, you know we while we are still on the video stuff, is that Vimeo has partnered with. Pinterest to enable streamline video pin creation. So what this basically means, and I saw the demo, is like with Vimeo Create, now they have, you know, templates. We could use that, upload and create pins and then push it directly into Pinterest. This is exciting. I mean, exciting in a couple of ways. Number one is Vimeo is positioning itself is not just another video hosting platform, but, you know, a platform where you can create and then now you know, other platforms you can create, you have to download and re-upload from Vimeo, you can go directly into Pinterest. So this is an exciting partnerships. And I feel like, you know, this is something we're going to see more and more coming in, you know, whether it's Animoto or promo.com or something like that, they're going to be partnering up and they says, hey, you can create, 
you know, you can create videos on our platform. And now from here, it's an online web platform. Why do you have to download? And I always hated it. It's like I used to have Google Drive, right? I still do, but I'm going to tell you why I changed that. I say I used to. Is Before, I would basically upload a file, download a file. It was just a lot of painful exercise, like uploading, downloading file. Then I saw this Google Drive uh, for business. I forgot. Let me check what this is called. Uh, I probably don't have it. But basically what it does, you know, this thing from Google, I installed it the other last week was it's a drive that and Google basically creates a virtual drive on my laptop. Right. Uh, and then I don't save any file locally. I just like, you know, can write directly into that Google Drive and I can take files out of that Google Drive directly as if it's a virtual drive. And so it's great. It saves me a lot of time in terms of a lot of clicks, makes things easier. So Vimeo Create is going like that way in that direction. And uh, I kind of like that. I like that. I wish, you know, uh, all the platforms start to do that because it just saves us a lot of time. Moving on. Folks, uh, next we have Twitter. Uh, Twitter rolled out, you know, in terms of uh, reply controls. So the way it works is like before we tweet, we can choose who can reply uh, with three options. One is everyone, standard Twitter and the default setting. The other one is people I only follow. Or number three, people I mention in my tweets, right? So Twitter is trying to enable privacy now because there have been a lot of you know drive-bys on Twitter platforms not has been it still goes on where you know I could post a tweet about something I believe in and then there will be like people seeing the tweet and commenting on and like blah 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 it will be interesting to see you know how Mr. Trump, uh, President of the United States, or all these other politicians' tweets are getting, you know, sent out. Are they going to still do a standard tweet, or are they going to do, uh, which is a default setting, or are they going to basically people they follow? Because again, for someone like say President Trump or Joe Biden, the presidential nominee, they don't follow as many people as people who follows them. They will probably just, you know, uh, use the standard Twitter. But then again, for you and me, the you know, the regular folks. Right. We don't want like, you know, uh, these haters or these drive bys or we don't want this um, trying to think of this world, the trolls to come and really, you know, stamp on our uh, stuff. So we could actually erect some fences around it in terms of, you know, hey, I just want people who I follow to be able to comment or maybe certain ones. We'll see. But you know, it's, nevertheless, it's a great uh, thing from Twitter. I really, really like it. And if you're into tweeting, then you should definitely uh, use one of these depending on you know whether you want others to engage with the topic or not. With that, uh, let's move on to YouTube. Uh, it's a very quick update from YouTube is that YouTube will stop sending new content, uh, new content emails to channel subscribers. So what that basically means in the past, YouTube used to basically, if, I, if you were following my channel or our show channel, uh, then you know, every time we would upload a video, you'd get a notification via email that says, hey, we just released a new video, uploaded a video. Now, According to YouTube or aka Google is that, you know, this was like less than 0.1% of people would actually open up these emails. And they are saying this is just like makes no sense, right? It just, we are cluttering people's inboxes. People are not checking their emails. This is something they're not, you know, really paying attention to. Uh, so this is a, we'll just take it out. Now, Important emails uh, will still come in. Important emails such as changes to your account, service ac um, announcements, they will not be impacted by this update. 
In other news, you know, I would like to share with you is like when LinkedIn did that, uh, engagement on LinkedIn platform has gone up a lot more, right? And I see that LinkedIn as well. Like, you know, I will get emails about, you know, hey, someone has messaged you, but it won't tell me what the message is all about. But, um, you know, we'll see uh, if you were relying on YouTube informing your user base or subscriber base every time your new video gone up, um, then this is something, you know, you want to... Keep in mind, nevertheless, if YouTube is saying 0.1% of the people would actually open up their email, then you probably didn't even, are not probably using this thing. Let's move on. Uh, the next update, and hopefully this is the, and this is the last update of the, this week is that LinkedIn has sold SlideShare to Script. Why it is interesting to mention in our news is that, you know, SlideShare was languishing. I mean, LinkedIn was like, it was like treating it like the forgotten child or the stepchild because, you know, it wasn't getting the love. It was just there. And, you know, I think us selling it off uh, basically means that LinkedIn has decided that they don't want to do anything with this thing, um, you know, and they just rather go to script. And I'm glad that, you know, this happened there because, you know, I feel like, you know, SlideShare as a platform has a lot of value. And here's why. You know, we have been thinking about, uh, you know, content strategy as part of a content strategy. We've been thinking of uploading our presentation, the slide deck into SlideShare. However, you know, I already have another SlideShare account and this, I couldn't create a second account for this business. It was a challenge. By going to script, I mean, a script is automatically indexed. So this just basically creates another content, uh, another data point for a content data point or another angle for our um you know, marketing, right, content strategy, which, you know, now we could like, you know, write a blog about our show, you could upload the video on YouTube, we can upload the audio on pod, on tw- uh, Transistor, and we can actually publish it in Facebook, and now we could upload the slide deck into Scribd. So look at that, one content repurposing, content strategy-wise, I like that. Uh, up until now, you know, I was not able to do it just because of SlideShare limiting, you know. Uh, I could only, my SlideShare account was tied to LinkedIn, and I could only have one SlideShare account. So, um, you know, let's see. Already, folks, that's it for this week in marketing. Now you know everything that you need to know to be in the know. Uh, if you'd like to read more, make sure you visit our show page where you will find the links to the articles. And if you enjoyed this episode of This Week in Marketing, please make sure you subscribe and give us a thumbs up. Once again, this is your host, Sajid Islam, signing off until next week. Thank you for tuning in this week. It was a pleasure to serve you all. Hit the subscribe button so that you remember to sign on next week. Same place, same time for another round of This Week in Marketing.